grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. Well, it goes without saying that After Dark tackles some fairly taboo subjects, but tonight we're going to knock it up a notch and talk about some things within the sexual realm that aren't really talked about a lot. We're all very quick to impart our escapades of amazing sex with a new partner, but are we as quick to talk about the fact that the flame is dying in our relationships and perhaps we have a sexless marriage. Well, Gabrielle Laurie, our resident relationships and sex therapist, is going to be tackling that very subject tonight. Our queen of Newcastle drag, Timberlina, will be back with her drag therapy for some light relief. And Sindra and Luke from Conscious Couples will be talking about another taboo subject, period sex. Is this something that you have on your sexual menu? Well, they're going to try and change your mind if it's not. That's all coming up tonight on After Dark. We all know the brain is the biggest sex organ, so it's no wonder there's a fair bit of psychology behind our sexual practices. Our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, helps us navigate our way around the bedroom or whichever room takes your fancy. What head are you thinking with on After Dark? Well, it's always a pleasure to welcome our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, to After Dark. Welcome back for the first time in 2022, my love. Woohoo! I'm excited about this year. It's going to be a good year. It will be a good year. Uh, but I did see a meme that said, um, nobody come out and say that 2022 is going to be their year. We're just going to ease in gently, not make any noise, not ruffle any feathers because we said that in 2021. So I'm, yeah, I'm all for easing in slowly. And on that note, um, (laughs) see what I did there? Love that segue. (laughs) We're going to be talking today about being in a sexless marriage and it's not a sexy topic, it's, but it is something that we may have come across in previous relationships or we find ourselves here now. And uh, it can happen so easily. Life happens. And so we are juggling kids and a full-time career and trying to fit in family and trying to fit in friends. And all of a sudden we realize that our connection with our partner is just non-existent. Yes, yes. And you might also be experiencing the four R's from all that stress, which Mm. we just spoke about in the last segment, which is the resistance, resentment, rejection and repression. Mm. So that leads to sexless marriage too. When you haven't talked about the little things when they were little and now they're too big to talk about. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So here we are and we're in this situation where there is no juice in the connection. So as a sex therapist, what are some of the things that you would recommend to get couples back on track? There is a specific technique that you like to use um, to to get couples to reconnect, isn't there? Yeah. So I, I mean, it depends what couples come in with, why the marriage has become sexless. And like you've just mentioned, there's millions of reasons so we might have to heal some stuff too 
first, like um, trauma from infidelity and lack of trust or um, and body image insecurity that's come from that, or we might have to help a woman heal from birth trauma, um, which has caused some dyspronia or vaginismus, or guys might have erectile dysfunction or sexual performance anxiety, premature ejaculation. Uh, there's all kinds of things that can build up and lead to a sexless marriage and just plain boredom or, you know, or initiating sex in a way that doesn't work for your partner's body. So the best, easiest way I've found for couples to get back into a good sex life together after, after we've healed all the other stuff is the Sensate Focus Exercises by Masters and Johnson. Right. Um, these were sex therapists. They created this in the 1970s. Wow. So, but I, I mean, some adjustments and I tailor it to the couple's needs depending on what the couple has gone through. Um, I tail, tailor these exercises, which are really just what they say, Sensate Focused. Instead of being orgasm focused or performance focused, um, for the first maybe 10 weeks, you might not be having sex. You may just be doing sensual touch exercises to reintroduce you both. If you haven't had sex for a year, it's going to be awkward if you just try and do it straight away. You know, you might feel like strangers or but not, not happy strangers, <laughs> strangers mm. that know each other too well. <laughs> yeah. And feel a bit inhibited and embarrassed or so starting out nice and slowly with some sensual touch exercises really makes people feel more comfortable as they build up slowly to the more advanced exercises as the weeks progress. Yeah. And I love that what we're, what you're basically doing with that technique is straight away, you're taking away that expectation of performance of reaching orgasm that is not the goal. And that takes the pressure off because, you know, that that can be a lot of pressure on both partners that they feel like there has to be this end goal and there has to be this, you know, resolution to the sexual act. And, you know, this is about taking all of that away and just focusing on the connection. Yes, absolutely. And it's, and it's a relief for a lot of couples that come in, but sometimes their partner, and it can be the male or female partner or or the gay or lesbian partner, whatever partner, one of them might have a fear of intimacy or that kind of vulnerability. When you really slow things down and you start practising sensual touch and being present with your partner, you can't actually disappear away into your head, into your own fantasies about being in the jungle with three other people that aren't your partner you have to be present yes and some people find that really uncomfortable yeah so that's why these are good exercises because on the way between every two two exercises uh, the couple come back and see me and we we look at what's been triggered mm. and if someone's got some resistance triggered then we can work on their fear of intimacy or if they've got something else triggered. So it's a beautiful kind of tool to help us tweak things and then get back, you know, some partners might really want their partner to dominate them, you know, have BDSM fantasies, but they haven't told their partner. And both of the partners might turn out to be submissive. So mm. both of them are waiting for the other person to throw them on the bed so no one's throwing anyone anywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
diamonds and learn to become a switch, which mm. is sometimes the diamond, sometimes the sub. And it's it's often surprising. I mean, you think you, you can pick people whether they're whether they're going to be dominant or submissive, and sometimes you have it wrong. Um, and you know, so you you really do need to know sort of where you sit and be able to communicate that um, so that you know, needs are met and, and um, we're not leaving our partners guessing. Yes, definitely. And and sometimes people like high-powered people with huge responsibilities that are dominant in the workplace actually like to have a rest from this and be submissive. Yes. And, you know, told what to do and not have to think about it and, yeah, they can love that. Whereas some people that are really shy and maybe don't have much power in their career, they're, they're pretty good at being dominant in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. But the sensate focus exercises, I suppose they might start out like um, sitting on the floor and facing each other and mirroring uh, the lower drive partner's hands. So they start to feel safe that you can copy what they want. And then you, they might get you to, in the next exercise, get you to lie on the floor uh, fully clothed while they just lightly touch you all over the, the way they want to be touched and then you have to copy that. Yeah. So a drive partner feels that you can really start to kinesthetically learn what turns them on more, especially if you've been initiating sex in a way that doesn't work for them, like going for the target areas too soon, and they've been too shy to tell you. So this is a nice sensate focus way of learning that. Yeah, I love it. Wow. I tell you what, there is you're like your bag of trips is like the Mary Poppins bag. <laughs> Every time you come on here, there's something else that you just pull out that is like this whole new technique that just revolutionises and fixes so many problems in the bedroom. I just, yeah, you blow my mind every time you come on. I love it. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad my degree in sexology covered so much. It's got so many tricks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I really didn't even have to invent much on my own. They're all out there, but no one has time to research it. So, yeah, go see a proper sex therapist and you can learn some really great stuff. Excellent. And if I was to recommend one, it would be our very own Gabrielle Laurie. So make sure that you look her up. And, Gab, thanks so much for joining us once again on After Dark. Oh, you're so welcome. Excited for the new year. Me too, my friend, me too. some love and sex advice? Searching for the answer to your complex, confusing or downright awkward questions. The queen of the Newcastle drag scene is in the building. It's time for In Bed with Timberlina on After Dark. Well, we're back in the studio with the absolute vision that is Timberlina, who I must say, again, has glowing skin. I am always so jealous, my friend, when I see your skin. And it's you put it down to um, becoming pescatarian. Yeah, and exercise. Except I do have a friend growing on the side of my face at the moment, but that's fine. I think that was just my lockdown ISO week of eating really bad. Yeah. Look, it happens to us all. I've got two friends at the moment, but, uh, you know, what, what are we going to do? I mean, you know, full coverage makeup is life. So. (laughs) Really is. (laughs) All right. So look, 
We've got the hard questions once again, and I just know that we're going to knock it out of the park because we've got very good at this over the past year. And yeah, 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 I I frankly think we should charge more. But here we are, free and unfettered, just for you. Now, here we go. Dear Timberlina, my religious upbringing is getting in the way of having a healthy sex life. I hear this little voice in the back of my head telling me things like sex is bad, you shouldn't masturbate, and you're going to hell. Even though I am not religious anymore, those negative thoughts about sex pop up whenever I am trying to do something sexual. How can I get over it and start enjoying sex? Jesus, let me take the wheel. Um, <laughs> all I want to do is start laughing halfway through that. Um, well, I guess it's like a mind over matter thing. You just need to get over that stage of like, you don't believe in that situation anymore or upbringing or beliefs that you had in the past and just get on with it. Get on with the show, love. Absolutely. Um, Look, I think that there is a fair bit of conditioning and, and, on this, uh, our one of our, our um, regulars on After Dark, uh, Jasmine from Conscious Sexuality, actually went through this herself and she had vaginismus, which was like a, a closing of the vagina and that all basically came from her, her religious conditioning and she had to work really hard to actually undo that. So you can check out uh, Jasmine's page, Conscious Sexuality. It's, it's on Instagram and she has some fantastic resources about that. But it really is about, uh, you know, conditioning. And I think that um, in a lot of spaces, I know that hi- um, hypnotherapy has helped with this, with deprogramming that that conditioning, uh, because it, yeah. it, is a, it is an issue uh, for people who have perhaps grown up in that and then worked out that, you know, they want to get their freak on and they just, you know, it's just this little voice that is annoying in the back of their heads. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Good stuff. I love that. You really answered that way better than I did. Yeah, I know. I killed it. I killed it. (laughs) Louise won. Timberline and zero. Let's move on. (laughs) Okay. Dear Timberlina, I've been sexually active for a couple of years with a few different partners. I have a, I've had a decent amount of sex, although I wouldn't describe myself as experienced. My problem is that I've never enjoyed it. In the moment, it simply doesn't feel great. I think about sex, but I never crave it. I feel like I could be perfectly happy never having it again. Oh, Um, I don't understand all of the hype about sex. Am I missing something? I feel a lot of anxiety about the whole situation. Does this mean that I'm just not that into sex? It's signed, just don't care, but I guess I care enough to write this email. And age 20. Oh, I feel like from listening to that is that they have their sexual partners haven't been that great for them. Obviously, mm-hmm. going, if it's a female, is it a female? Have they it said? is a female. Yes. Female. And if they're with male partners, I feel like the male's just gone in and gone. And yeah. done. Like Jack rabbit. And they're done. Yeah. Mm. And then she's had no enjoyment in that sexual like experience. So like, obviously she's not going to like it because all she's done is been getting penetrated and there's been no stimulation for her. So she probably needs to find someone to do that foreplay with and really get her turned on and not just get penetrated because obviously that's not going to be that enjoyable for her because she needs that stimulation to the clitoris 
um, to really feel pleasure. Do uh, I sound really good, Dan? You did. <laughs> you did. Woohoo! That was beautiful. And not a clitoris owner yourself. You've done very well. Yes. 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 Here's my hot tip. I think that you need to know what you're looking for. And the best way to do that is to get down with your bad self. Yeah. So I believe a little trip to the Flirt Adult Store um, and invest in a little clitoral stimulation device and just spend a couple of hours. When you hit it, you'll know. Yeah. Won't you? You'll crave it. Yeah. You'll crave it all the time. Yeah. And if you know how to get yourself there, then, you know, you can guide the jackrabbit into a much more um, pleasurable experience. But if you don't know what you're looking for and how to get there, it's very difficult to communicate that to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, it says here you're 20. Um, Now, as a female, um, you know, when you're younger, um, look, can I just set your Tinder profile to about 25, 26? They start to get the hang of it by then. Um, if you're going with, with 19 and 20-year-old boys, there's your problem, love. Um, yeah, no idea. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there we go. Again, killed it. Smashed it, yeah. Yep. Okay. Hmm. Here's one. Last one. Here we go. So I think I think we've we've you know done well. Um, your your tips were spot on for that last one. Let's see how we go with number three. Here we go, dear Timberlina. During sex with my boyfriend, I all I often catch myself fantasizing about other people. It feels uncomfortable, and I want to understand why I keep doing it. There's also one other detail that is hard for me to admit. I often fantasize about other women. I am straight and I have no interest in hooking up with a woman in real life. So I really don't understand why I think about women so often. Help. I feel like that's a natural thing. Mm. Um, I feel like females think about females, but they don't want to get with them. It's the same with men thinking about men, but don't want to get with them. I feel like the whole everyone really like focuses on their sexuality and like being gay, bi, lesbian, straight, pan. I feel like everyone focuses on like what they are and trying to put a title on themselves. Yep. If you take that away, then nothing really matters. No, it doesn't. And, you know, often, and here's a, here's a really interesting thing that um, Gabrielle Laurie, our sex therapist, talked about, was that women actually have more detailed and more out there fantasies than what men do because our um, – biggest sexual organ is our brains. Whereas men have that hit of testosterone. So um, for example, if you're, if you're a cisgender male, all you need to see is, you know, like a short skirt and mm, 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 ready to go. But we need more mental stimulation. So often our fantasies are actually more out there than the boys to get us happening. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you want to cheat on your partner or anything like that. Fantasizing is a very normal thing. Yeah. Mm. I feel like it comes down like the role play and that is very, very, I feel like similar in a way. Yeah. To be honest. 
Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't. I wouldn't stress out about it. I think, um, you know, I think if if we took everybody's porn history, we'd find some surprising things in all of our our searches, wouldn't we? One hundred percent. I'm not like I'm not like super kinky, but you know, Timberlina just got on his computer on her computer then and just deleted uh, the search history. <laughs> Yeah, As I we really spoke, need to get space at my computer actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was great as well. I feel like we really answered that one. But you remember the last episode? I think we recorded together last year, mm-hmm. um, and you were like, "I feel like the goal for twenty twenty two for you needs to get, have more sex." How are we going? I I've had sex this year. Yay! I know <laughs> you've heard it here first, people. Oh. So, I know. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Now I can wait till 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I joke, I joke, I joke, I joke. Oh, well, this is exciting and exclusive breaking news. Timberlina yeah. has ripped the Band-Aid off and already had sex for 2022. So, okay, you can, you can stop now, love. You've reached your goal. I know. Look at me smashing out goals for 2022. <laughs> I'm glad someone is. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, look. Well, you know, maybe that's the glow. Maybe it's got absolutely nothing to do with you being pescatarian. Maybe it's just that you've had a bit and, you, yeah, your eyes are sparkling. Yep. Yep. Excellent. Well, I'm so glad to hear that and I look forward to updates in the weeks to come. Um, yeah. Don't let it slip, girlfriend. Um, 2021 was getting a little bit pathetic for you last year and you need to, you need to step it up now. Come on. Yeah. It's the year of sex with Timberlina. <laughs> Excellent. And we will document these escapades on After Dark. So make sure that you stay tuned for all of the exclusive updates. Timberlina, thank you for joining us once again on After Dark. We have killed it once again. Thank you. See you soon. That was the queen of the Newcastle drag scene, Timberlina, and you're listening to After Dark on Newcastle Live Radio. Ever wondered about Tantra? Perhaps you want to know the benefits of sperm retention. Luke and Sindra from Conscious Couples invite you to explore the outer limits of your sexuality on After Dark. Well, tonight I am here with Sindra. Last time uh, Luke and I spent some one-on-one time together and today it's Sindra and I. How are you today, lovely? I'm fabulous, thank you. Yes, and rocking a new hairdo. Uh, It's beautiful and (laughs) strawberry pink. I love it. It suits you. Very bright for summer, summer vibes. Absolutely. Yeah, bring it on, (laughs) I tell you. Um, All right, so... We're talking about, obviously, with the sexual experience, we've covered a lot of topics, but one that we haven't dived into is a woman's cycle and how sex fits into that. Um, I know that it's not really something that is necessarily considered unless it is the week, but, you know, there's a lot of... um, of talk around period sex and uh, cycles and hormone changes and mood changes. And you and Luke are really tuned into that. So I'm really excited to hear more. Yes. It's something that we don't really talk about. 
And we've talked about it on our podcast before a little bit, especially period sex and had a lot of interest and like a lot of questions about it because yeah. it's like, oh, that's like a little bit taboo. We shouldn't talk about that. We should just either do it or not do it. And I know like for a really long time, I was very like, I didn't want to mm. do it, you know, because I was like, oh God, it's just like yeah. a lot. And I've never had a partner that was like comfortable for me to explore that with yeah. um, until I met Luke and he was like, oh, my God, like I don't care. It's just, you know, yeah. it's just blood. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, sharing that and sharing even like, hey, because I use a menstrual cup, it's like, hey, look how much blood I have this month and, yeah. People probably think this is super weird, but like sometimes if we have a shower together and I'm tipping at my menstrual cup, I'm like, do you want me to like tip my blood over you? And like, <laughs> you can kind of like experience that and things like that because it's like very um, powerful. Yes, it is. It is. Um, yeah. Look, I think it's great that you guys explore all of that. And so Obviously, people have, you're right, it has been a taboo subject about having period sex and having that um, conversation with your partner. Uh, but, you know, very interestingly, and I found um, just talking to my girlfriends as well, is that sometimes at that time of the month, you can actually be extremely horny and then you can't do anything about it if it's completely off the table. So it's something to sort of, yeah, bring to the table. And so how do you uh, go about sort of negotiating that? I mean, Luke's very open to it, um, but Luke is, you know, a a unicorn in that respect (laughs) um, because he is just so open to everything. But how would you suggest people sort of bring that conversation to the table with their partner? I think it's normalizing talking about your period and sharing what a period is and that it's not scary and that it's just blood and it's not going to contaminate anything. I think just normalizing the way that you talk about your period, number one, yeah, and not hide it. You know, I know with other partners, in, like previously, I'd kind of like squirrel away and you know, do my menstrual cup or my tampons or whatever I was doing at the time, all kind of secret squirrely. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just kind of being a little bit more open about that to kind of let them in and just normalize it. So it's not even really an issue. It's just another time in the month where I might want to have sex or I might not want to have sex. And yes, I agree with you. Like some periods I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so horny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I think how we got around that at the start when I wasn't really comfortable having period sex was maybe just starting with some clitoral stimulation. So like Luke would go down on me, but just kind of like not really around the area where the blood was coming out and things like that. And kind of just start easing in like that. So it's kind of like I'm playing with you. And I'm not kind of playing with that area, which can be a nice start. Yes. Because then it's like you can experience pleasure um, and it's not maybe as confronting as if you didn't have a cup in or whatever that you use like that. Um, And then once you start getting comfortable, then you can start having conversations around, cool, like maybe you might want to use a condom if you don't want to kind of get it right on your penis and 
you know, obviously putting towels down and making it like safe and comfortable space as well, I think is a beautiful way just to ease into it. Yeah. You know, you can get these beautiful free bleed blankets now. Have you seen those? I have, yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're um, – so, yeah, they're basically a, a nice blanket that you can put down that will catch all of that, all of that blood uh, so that, you know, your Sheridan is intact, which – yeah, important, <laughs> but important. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have I have seen them, and it's and and they are, um, you know, quite good sellers. Uh, so you know, it's it's certainly something that's coming more and more into focus. But the other thing that I wanted to say was was that um, in terms of your cycle and and honouring that and uh, being aware of where you're up to, Luke has an app on his phone, doesn't he? Yes. So when I, because I had been with women for 10 years, so I hadn't used like any birth control or anything, yep. uh, any tracking, anything, because I didn't have to. And then yep. when I met Luke, I was like, okay, cool. I have to figure this out. So I started using an app called Natural Cycles. Um, really great app. You get a thermometer. So you take your temp every morning at the same time. And I kind of knew when I ovulated and things, but I wasn't really a hundred percent sure. So I started using that and would kind of let him know, okay, like it's a green day now, so you can come in me, Yep. you know, a certain number of green days. And then I gave him access to have the app on his phone so A, he knew when my green days were, but B, so he could kind of follow the hormonal arc and yeah. know where I was at certain times without having to ask me. <laughs> and also it comes up with a notification saying like PMS coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, run for cover. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's really handy. So he knows like, okay, PMS coming. I'm not going to be grabby crabby. I'm, I'm just going to kind of like try and nurture her a little bit on these days. And I don't have to say, oh, babe, I've got PMS. He kind of like, he already knows on the app. So it just makes that whole conversation so much easier. And he just knows. I don't have to be like, well, I've fucking got my period or whatever. He yeah. just, he's like, oh, cool. Now you're bleeding. Okay, great. It's all on the app. <laughs> <laughs> It even it. tells you like, oh, your period's coming, get some chocolate. I'm like, babe, did you see the the notification today? Yeah, where's my chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> Go to Coles. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. What a handy thing. And it would be it would be actually great for fillers to kind of, you know, not sort of walk into a situation and go, oh, she's a nightmare, what have I done? Um, because they have it on the app. So they know what's going on. They know that the hormones are all up in the air. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And it saves so many arguments, you know, like I know in the past those PMS times and like I didn't even really know, you know, when you have those moments and you're like trying to get dressed mm. and you're tried on 25 outfits, you're like, I've got nothing in my wardrobe. <laughs> I'm so hideous. I'm so disgusting. You know, like that's like a big PMS moment. I know a lot, of, a lot of women have that one. Instead of like just having that, they just walk in and be like, pick out jeans and a T-shirt and just be like, there you go, babe. That's your outfit. Let's go in five minutes time. I'm going to like take such good care of you tonight. You know, there's like, those like little things instead of being like, what are you talking about? Your wardrobe is full of stuff. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, she's got PMS. 
I know, I don't know what's coming. It's the wardrobe meltdown. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You guys are just so in tune with each other. It's just beautiful. I can't tell you the amount of times that I use your relationship strategies as examples (laughs) with friends of mine. And I love that, like down to the chocolate and the wardrobe choices. I mean, wow, that's just amazing. So, yeah, look, I think – Period sex does need to be normalised and and our cycles do need to be normalised. And it is, as you say, a really powerful thing. Uh, And also, I guess, um, having some awareness around those hormonal changes and and those chemical changes uh, can save a lot of angst and a lot of friction, you know, and a lot of guesswork uh, if your partner is tuned into that. I completely agree. Absolutely. It saves, honestly, I feel like it saves so many arguments. It saves so much conflict because they know to tread lightly around this time. And also Luke gets really excited about ovulation week because I'm super horny. (laughs) So it's like ovulation week, he knows he can probably like come, you know, come and uh, curiously ask about sex every day. I'm going to be like, yep, Let's go, yep, let's go, yep, let's go, yep, let's go. So he's like, oh, ovulation week, ovulate my favourite week of the month. <laughs> I love it. Are you, are you hearing this, fellas? Luke's got it hacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all over it. Absolutely. All over it. Nat- natural Cycles app, get it on your phone. Yep. It's, um, it's like $100 a year or something. It's not crazy, but yep. it's great. Love it. Okay, Sindra, thank you so much for your chat. I love the subject matters that we cover on After Dark. Mm. Look forward to seeing you in a fortnight's time. Thanks for joining us. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark, right here on Newcastle Live Radio. Our time together draws to a close for another week, dear listener. Thank you so much for your company and I hope that you enjoyed tonight's episode with a whole heap of taboo subjects to consider. May your weekend be steamy. I'm Louise Wilkinson and you've been listening to After Dark on Newcastle Live Radio. Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.